Okay, you guys, let's do this. It's gonna be so professional. Okay. Like, so professional. Here we go. Well, welcome to the Live Support Podcast with your hosts, Michelle Van Dusen and June Colson, a couple of clean comedians who support each other and others through comedy's wacky and whining roads. I hope you're ready. Get set. Let's go. Since podcasts have a catchy tune, we wrote this song for Michelle and June. Clean comedians are best friends too. Oh, so good. <laughs> and you never know what they'll say or do. Here we go, sing with y'all support, or, or, with Michelle, who's really short. We'll have a ball, 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 with June, who's really tall. They have fun, 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 interviewing comedians. I'll have support, or, or, with Michelle, who's really short. Welcome to the award-winning Live Support Podcast. I'm your host, June Colson, here with Michelle, with one L, Trisha's sister, Rhonda Colson, Corey's friend, who, who at the very beginning, Michelle, you were frozen with the prettiest smile and just a cheesy, cheesy grin. <laughs> and we, we are so excited. We are so excited about this episode today and nervous because Michelle is, um, she's got the Max Hedrum syndrome. If you guys remember freezing, <laughs> do you remember Max Hedrum? Of course she does. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. Max Hedrum. I know who When he, I was growing yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, you do? Okay. Talking so um, <laughs> you, you totally have the Max Hedrum, like you freeze. And then your lips move because that's the kind of day that we've been having at the Lab Support podcast, y'all. This morning we were trying to record. Um, I was trying to get my phone on Do Not Disturb. Oh. My boys were texting me like crazy to give me their Christmas list of items that they want before Christmas. But Michelle, you gave me a, a great piece of advice when they went over three. What was like to tell them? That Jesus only got three gifts, so they shouldn't have. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, did you get it? That's it. Or am I? Yeah, stop, stop. You're, you're still a little delayed. <laughs> it's great. It's great advice, even if it comes late. Okay, so she said that that Jesus only got three gifts, so it's it's biblical for me to tell them to stop at number three. Like they can't have more than three gifts. So, but but my stress is that they they're not asking for Christmas gifts for Christmas. They're asking for gifts before Christmas. And then they're rotten children who are going to whine and complain when, no, they won't. They won't whine and complain. I just get that guilty feeling that they don't have anything to, you know, <laughs> open on Christmas day. So it's on me. It's on me for, for making them so spoiled. Do you spoil your kids, Michelle? What are they getting? Uh, all my children can open their eyes on Christmas morning. That's a gift, just the gift of life that you gave them. That's right. I gave them life and that's all they need. And now they can go and share it as much as they want. The gift that keeps on giving. That's precious. That's absolutely precious. So yeah, we're stressing, we're stressing a little bit. We so far have been able to get through season one and season two without any major technical difficulty. And we've prayed. And we're trusting that we're going to get through this interview today. I think it's going to be great. Um, you guys just hang with us. 
If Michelle freezes or she disappears, just know that she's with us in spirit. Okay. She'll be with us this whole episode in spirit, but we don't want to delay. We want to go ahead and get our friend out here right now. Oh gosh. Michelle usually does the introductions. Michelle, are you with us? Can you do it? Well, yeah, I can do it. I can do it. You can hear me. Correct. I can hear you, Michelle. We can hear you. Talk to us. Okay. Our guest today has inspired thousands. She is a certified master empowerment coach, a keynote speaker, an award-winning comedian, mentor, and author. She's created the Cubbyhole. It's a safe place for inspiring people through humor, coffee chats, and teachings online and in person. We love her, and so will you. So let's welcome to the Laugh Support Podcast, Marla Rutz. Hi, girls. To be with you guys, my girls. Oh my goodness! So excited to have you on here. Um, oh. as, as you see, you're gonna you're gonna have to look at my big bobblehead during this interview, and then there's Michelle. There's, there's Michelle. Michelle's frozen smile. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We weren't sure if she was frozen, and it was she just you know freezing, like imitating the freeze. But I'm over here. I'm over here singing. You're you're. Oh look at there. How do you, I should have worn my pink shirt. Michelle right now is showing us the cover of Marlo's book, God Sprinkle. I figured Sprinkle. if I'm going to freeze. Yes, let's let's get the God Sprinkle book in there. So so you you liked our song, Marlo? Do you like I our... Love, I love what you're going. Um, left support, port, port. With Michelle, who's really... I'm entertaining myself back here backstage. <laughs> with Michelle, who's really short. <laughs> well, I will tell you that, that that theme song started out as... A, there was a snow day and I was really bored and I drove to my uh, sister's house and I was like, hey, I want to make a funny theme song and send it to Michelle because they're musicians. They're bluegrass musicians. And so um, I just I went and sat in her office and I wrote some lyrics and they helped me record. Michelle made fun of me because the original version, Marlo, was like 47 minutes long. You know, <laughs> it's my free bird. I was just doing a guitar solo. <laughs> you got stuff to say. It, it was. was. Oh. I love that. That's a great intro. You guys. It's so I love it because it's so you. It tells a story. It's it's awesome. Well, I sent it to Michelle and I was like, I was waiting for her to be like, what are you talking? She was dying laughing and she goes, we, no, seriously, we're using this. We have to use this. It started out as like just a funny kind of, you know, whatever and play on the fact that we're always talking about how tall I am and how short she is. And, and the more I said, Michelle is short, especially in the longer version, it was so many, so many lines about her being short. <laughs> And her son was so kind many. enough to edit it down to usable material. So, you know what I love so much about it is in today's culture, I, one of the things I'm really appreciating is authenticity. You know, just being mm -hmm. authentic and showing up as as you and and your personality styles and and you know, I just that's what I like. It was it was really good. I love it, you girls, and I love you guys. I love being here with you. How fun to just hang with some girlfriends and chat. Oh yeah, and you, gosh, you've been you've been hanging out with a lot of people lately. I was watching you this morning on Barn Forty Five. Oh um, I was listening to you and uh, Nazareth last night on his show, and so yeah, we're super thrilled that you were able to make time and to come hang out with us. Um, unfortunately, with Michelle's lag, you're probably just going to have to do most of the interview with me, and we'll see no, what happens. No, I but love, I love but you, I got to spend at your house. <laughs> 
Yes. I love the, I love the time I got to spend at your house there, June, just sitting there with your two puppies and Reggie and watching them steal the bacon and have spaghetti with you at your dinner table. And anytime, hey, I love being with both of you. But if one of you, the internet goes, well, we can always check. Yeah, so that's, uh, so Reggie, who makes an appearance on oh, here. What'd you say? Reggie, who makes, yeah, say it again, Michelle. The show must go on. <laughs> And wait for it. <laughs> no, but so Marlo stayed at my house, Michelle, and I got up and I made breakfast for her. And I, I think I did the cream cheese crescent roll, like casserole, and I fried bacon and maybe had some fruit or something. And uh, she, she, you know, she had breakfast. We were both getting ready to to leave. And so I wasn't with her as she was eating. And she comes in and she goes, so June, did you eat already? And I was like, like no, why? And she said, because your plate of bacon is empty. Oh, my bad puppies. <laughs> but, but you know what? And I took a picture of both of them sitting there. And they had this look on their face like, uh, nope, it wasn't me. And like, somebody, somebody did it. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It was so, they, they would look so innocent yet guilty all at the same time. Precious precious baby. We love our babies. We love our babies. So Marlo, so our podcast is called the laugh support podcast. And basically we we've just enjoyed two seasons of talking to people who use comedy and humor sometimes as comedians, sometimes as speakers. And for you, gosh, you, you kind of run the gamut of all of it. And, you know, Michelle and I, our relationship started out as her being the first person to really be supportive of me mm-hmm. as I got into comedy. And so we thought, you know, in our podcast, we want to know from our guest who has been there on the journey for them. So when you think back to when you first started doing comedy in whatever form it was in the original, uh, when you originally started doing comedy, talk to us about maybe who you think of that comes to mind that was there for you right out of the gate as you were getting started in this crazy world of, of comedy. Oh, well, I love that. And I love your story together. And June, I've loved watching your story. I was there for I, the beginning, watching you walk into CCA and taking a chance on God. And I, it's such a beautiful story yourself. I would say I, there's a few different people that come to mind. First is, well, my, my mom and my, my grandpa, but I was, um, I was just sharing last night with Nazareth that when I was younger, I never knew that being a comedian or a speaker was a calling. I just, I used to put on skits in my grandparents, either in my grandparents' living room with, uh, you know, their flowered couch with the plastic on it, or in my, my mom was a single mom. She would have family come over and she would say, get out there and do that skit. You know, that Miss America skit. I would do this little mock Miss America show, like, you know, joking about trying to walk in heels and having lipstick all over my face. And I say that um, they were, they were definitely my support and my encouragement. And I realized that it was in those moments where I realized how medicinal laughter is. Mm. My, my grandpa, I know there was a lot of pain in our family. A lot of different people yeah. were probably experiencing hidden pain and he would get his hanky out of his back pocket and twirl it around his hand and, and wipe his nose, his Lebanese nose. And it, when his tears, I, I, I refer to them as a standing ovation. That's how I knew uh. I had struck a, a chord somehow. And then, so my mom was always, my mom, she would, she'd give me the, this was her encouraging way of telling me to get out there and be a comedian as an adult. Once I knew God was calling me to do that, she'd say, Marlo, get out there and do that before I die. <laughs> 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 no, 
and then so she is always just laughed so hard. As a matter of fact, my woman from Samaria joke, I told that to her at an Applebee's and she she laughed so hard. She's like, Marla, that's got so she's always been so supportive. And then my um my family, my husband has just always for years and years and years early in our marriage, he just said, Marlo, I wish you would let the world see what I see, you know, just to be, you know, the, the authentic version of us. Right. And then, um, and then my friend Janice, my BFF, who's always said, girl, come on enough already do it. So the, I, yeah, I've had a, I've had a lot. I'm very, very thankful. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. So, so your husband, you know, I, in my story, I, I talk about how I like, it took me forever to tell my husband because um, he has such a, he has such a serious job and this was so out of the box and what seemed like out of nowhere when it was something God had been working on me with for a little while. Um, and I kept telling God, he's going to say, I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> tell Ken Davis that. And then he was like, and then he was like, Oh, I get it. I love that story. Well, yeah. No, he said, I don't get it. He, he did say, I don't yeah. get it. And I was like, ha God. He said, but I see it. Yeah. He didn't get it, but he sees it. And, and that's how you just referred to your husband, David. You mm -hmm. said that he could see that. He wanted people to see yeah. what he saw in yes. you. Yes. Yeah. He sees, he sees it in you because it's when you are with the people that you get to be the most authentic with, that authenticity comes pouring out. And, um, you know, and we were, that was one of the notes I wrote for Barn 45, David. I didn't share it, is that that's, you know, the refinement process with God. I, I picture this. You know those Campbell's soup commercials where there's the the, the 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 snowman and he melts and underneath the snowman is a little boy that just because yes. of the Campbell's soup. That's what I picture when I think of that um, that layer that we have around us and God melts that and then that authentic version of us comes through and then when the authentic version of us comes through, we get to shine and, and glorify for for God. And so I we wouldn't we wouldn't be able to do that without people trusting us and telling us. I see it. I see it just like yeah. you did. Yeah. So as far as authentic self, you know, in comedy, you hear a lot of people talk about finding your voice, finding your voice when you get up and you first get started. Did you feel like you were being your authentic self when you first began doing comedy? Or did you feel like it? there was that journey? It was a girl. It was a journey. It was a journey. And, you know, um, there's so many different times that I, I get to show up and I, I constantly have to go through that refinement process of getting to the authenticity, even being on Barn 45. We just started that officially in the fall. And I it was a it was I just, you know, you, you can get that imposter syndrome. Because I'm like, I'm a funny, quirky, you know, like I love to have fun. I love to be quirky. That's how I see God. And I thought, oh, gosh, what if that doesn't fit in and doing comedy? Oh my gosh. Yes. Imposter syndrome. Mm. Like this is for, and I know you went through this too, June, but it's like, he calls you to be a comedian. And then you walk into CCA the, the first time you're like, okay, they're comedians. I'm right. a comedian. Well, the world doesn't say God, God says, and he keeps nudging you in your heart and your spirit. And, uh, you know, I absolutely, I did feel like an imposter and a fraud at first, but I, so to find my voice, I wanted to do it like everybody else. You know, I learned, like, I know there's a formula to comedy mm -hmm. and there's storytelling. And I almost felt ashamed of being a storyteller, but I just found that God 
made it very clear to me that I am, you know, I do tell stories within my comedy and that's all part of it. So you, it does take a little while to find your voice, but man, June, I know you get this. When you find your, that voice that God gave you, Mm -hmm. there's no stopping it. You just want to just keep doing it and going on and on. And so I love it. Yeah. Makes a big difference. I was able to spend some time in Franklin, Tennessee, with our friend David Pendleton and his wife Linda. At um, that's where I want to move. I want to move to Franklin, Tennessee. Yes, yes, it's such a beautiful area, and um, and we we were at this thing called ACT. It's Artists and Christian Testimony, and one of the speakers, the whole title and the whole conversation he had was Jesus was a storyteller. Yeah. And a lot of times, and I, and that, that just hit me so hard because like you said, you, as, as a storyteller, sometimes it felt like you weren't a real comedian because you weren't set up, punch, set up, punch, yeah. you were telling stories that had humor throughout. And, and then he just went into just all of the things that, yeah. that Jesus, and it was like a crazy percentage. It was like 80% of the conversations written that Jesus said or something was a story. He was telling a story. And the and I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that so much of when he spoke was yes. a, was a story. But I remember hearing you talk about the imposter syndrome, and for our listeners who who may not have ever heard that phrase before, can you just give a little um, a little bit of what that means when you feel that imposter syndrome? Yeah, I would. Yes, absolutely. I love answering that question. I'm going to go back to saying that David always, he would always assure me about the storytelling with Jesus, the same thing that, mm-hmm. he, you know, he, he didn't always get, he didn't give the facts, you know, he gave the stories, the parables, and that was very encouraging to me. It, that really, really set, was part of what set my heart free on that. Um, imposter syndrome. Oh my gosh, that is, it's a powerful notion. If people don't know what it is, imposter syndrome is when you feel like you are just inches away or one story away or one flub up away from somebody quote unquote being on to you knowing Mm -hmm. that it's all a lie it's all a sham that what you're doing because when we step out and do things in faith it's there's fear and so what we can do is we can start collecting evidence that 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 fear is 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 a it's fear is the great acronym with fear is false evidence appearing real and it's in that false evidence where we can tell ourselves that we are an imposter, we don't belong. In June, so many people retreat. They retreat when they the, the minute they feel that. I mean, obviously there's discernment, and you you know if it's not a God calling, and you know you you have to sort that out with God. But um, just you know, just feeling like you're not good enough, that people are gonna say, oh, you know, like even even as a, a Christian, there are some people that say I can't be a Christian. Because maybe they tried and then they had imposter syndrome, like, oh, I yelled at my spouse. I failed. Mm-hmm. I, I said that colorful word in traffic. I didn't mean to do it. And it's like, I, I am an imposter. But you know what? God gives, we, 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 are, we, we are the recipients of, um, of, of grace because of Jesus. And we have to give ourselves grace to go through the journey and work through, you know, if it's imposter syndrome, if it's real, God will let us know. But it can be very real and it can change the trajectory of beautiful careers, beautiful callings, beautiful, peaceful lives. Mm. You know, one of our questions that we ask are, um, yes, Michelle just popped up for us. F-E-A-R, false evidence appearing real. Yeah. And Michelle is still with us. She's just behind the scenes. So for those who are watching, you get to see Michelle's, we'll see comments and information popping up at the bottom. So yeah, she she put up their imposter syndrome for us. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the questions that we ask comedians are, 
you know, you have this this laugh support that we ask about who is there for you. But ha has there ever been a time that that you felt like you didn't have support or had a lonely moment where it felt like that that nobody got it? Uh, no, not with the not with the comedy, not because the, the people that believed in me. I'll tell you what the lonely moment was, was alone with myself. Mm -hmm. They were consistent. Um, let me, I'm trying to think. Um, no, there were, there were people that I didn't know very well that would say, <laughs> that would say, you're doing what? Like they didn't get it. Like, cause they, they had never heard me. They didn't know the real me. They didn't know the authentic me. Right. And um, I remember one time <laughs> I was at a, we were at a party. We were, I was talking to somebody and just like, oh, what do you do? What do you do? And I told them, and they go, oh, I don't, I don't you don't strike me as funny. And I'm like, Oh, we're just talking. I'm like mid, you know, I'm eating a, a shrimp cocktail. I I'm like, you know, like, you know, a foot doctor doesn't like, they're not a foot doctor at the party. I'm like, I, I'm also, and you know, the funny thing is, it was a good chance to explain that comedians aren't always, they're not funny every minute of the day. You know, I mean, if you're a lumberjack, you're not going to walk in someone's house and just like, you know, tear apart their coffee table. Like that's, <laughs> I think they got it when I said it that way, but, um, but it's just, you know, those situations like that where they, it was just, they were caught off guard, like, Oh, you're a, okay. But no, um, but it was more that imposter syndrome that the versions of me, the imposter syndrome inside of me, those younger versions of me that were filled with either shame or, Oh my gosh, so much doubt, you know, mm -hmm. me too. And I'm all about talking and having convos with that younger version of us. And those girls, there's some versions of me and those girls are like, you can't do that. That's dumb. Like, why mm. would you do that? You're going to look like a show off. You're going to fail. You're going to fall on your face. So those girls, they get it now, <laughs> but they weren't, you know, those, uh, those notions weren't always supportive. And that's part of the imposter syndrome. You have to, you know, metaphorically sit down and have a conversation as the wiser, stronger, well-informed uh, version of us. Wake mm. up. Michelle just put wake up uh, up there. That, yeah, that's an acronym I use in one of my, for those that are listening on the podcast, Michelle just put a, an acronym, acronym up there that says wake up. And uh, I, I think she wants me to talk about it. I think, I think she does. So tell us, tell us, Marlo, what does that acronym wake up? What does that stand for? Well, uh, before I say that, I just want to give encouragement to anybody who feels like they, um, first of all, they don't know God. I didn't know God at all. I stiff-armed God and anybody that mentioned him for many years. I was like an Israelite wandering around the mountain. And my husband, actually, we met on match.com. We got married. He was a believer. I was like, please don't talk to me about it. You're making me mad. Don't do it. And so, uh, but then I, it was just a long journey. And, it, and Michelle did hold up my book, God Sprinkles. The whole, a lot of the journey is in there. But I, I felt this little nudge from God to be an encourager and a comedian. And I joke that I, you know, hung up the metaphorical phone on him, like I'm not doing it. And so uh, I, I didn't. And so finally, I started to realize I was already doing those things in my everyday life. I was already meeting mm -hmm. with women in coffee shops. We were laughing. We were crying. And a woman said to me once, Marlo, you should consider doing this because it's like you were made for this. Because when God, I felt that nudge, the whisper was, Marlo, you were made for this. I'm like, you've got the wrong number. And I hung up. So when she said you were made for this, that was a little confirmation. And I surrendered and said, okay, God, if you want me to do this, who do you want me to talk to? And what do you want me to say? So uh, then I forgot about that prayer. 
because our prayers mm -hmm. aren't like a vending machine. We put the prayer in and we get the answer out right away. So a couple of years later, I was folding laundry on our floor, bedroom floor, and our little girl, Kailani, came skipping in our room. And she said, Mommy, I want to write a story called Sleeping Beauty. And I, you've heard me joke, um, June, that I'm like, okay, I don't know how to break it to her, but the copyright laws alone are going to yeah. put her straight out of business. And right. I said, have we heard that story? And she said, no, mommy, not the regular story. In my story, mommy, the girl's beauty on the inside is asleep, not the girl on the outside. And mm. it was a mic drop, like washcloth drop moment. Like, And I surrendered and said, okay, I get it. I get it, God. So then... Uh, I didn't know scripture. I knew nothing about scripture. Mm. And then somehow he put Ephesians 5.14 in my path. And it was one of the first scriptures I ever really learned and memorized. And I don't memorize many, but the ones that pierce my heart, I know those. Right. And Ephesians 5.14, perfectly enough, is wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine his light on you. And I, that couldn't be more perfect because I know, June, that we can often be walking around this world with our eyes wide shut, like the, mm -hmm. walking, the walking dead and spiritually dead and in our heart and our mind and our soul. And that is the beautiful journey that he started me on. So I went the next day and wrote a talk called Wake Up and um, right there in the Starbucks. And it is a joy. It's a joy of my heart to be able to share that message. It's an acronym for all of the uh, different steps that I offer, encourage women to wake up. Yeah. Yeah. No. So let's talk a little bit about your, let's talk about God Sprinkles. Let's talk about your mm -hmm. book a little bit. Um, I, I have it. I've read it. Um, I've bought it. I've gifted it to people. I recently got to reach out to you and tell you that I had a, a family member who reached out to yeah. me about reading it. Um, oh, thanks, June. You, you this my heart when you sent me a picture of your underlined words and your circled words. That blesses my heart because mm. Jesus and I just sat there together you know, just he's giving me the courage to uh, to write the stories when I had that imposter syndrome. But thank you for that. Thank you for your support, love and support on that. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, um, the, one of the people that I sent the book to, they're much like me. You know, you you were talking about um, your family earlier and some difficult times. You know, my dad is he's lived with me for uh, a month after mm -hmm. having um, open heart surgery. Yeah. And we were sitting at the table talking about humor and talking about comedy. And my dad said to me, we have always used humor to smooth over the rough places in our life. Yes. And it was such a visual to me. Like I literally could see the water going over the rocks, the rough places yes. and, and how, you know, my dad's just in that statement was so, so profound and, and deep to me. And I realized that that's, that's what my family has done. We've used humor for some really, really rough places in our life. And so what speaks to my heart that might not speak to someone else, I get overwhelmed in the daily devotional books and stuff that are like serious, 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 spiritual, serious, serious, serious. Now sit down and, you know, it is the humorous stories. It is the ones that are like, what? Wow. Look what God did. And, and that's why, you know, your book has so much humor in it that is, it, it makes it digestible 
for me. It makes it easier for me to process. And um, the person that I sent it to is a family member who's same thing, funny, just uses humor and that type of stuff. And so tell us a little bit about the stories in your book and and, and where this, so the title is God Sprinkles. Mm-hmm. The cover is gorgeous. It's got sprinkles and hot pink, which everybody knows is my favorite color. Nice. And, and so, yeah, tell us how that came about. Oh, well, okay. That, that is a, there's, there's actually a chapter in there about called lucky dip and it, it does share the, the, the genesis of the whole story. And it, it just a lot, I mean, it, I, it took me 12 years to, to write that book. And, and, you know, part of that 12 years was going, wait, we need to write a book. Mm-hmm. And there's a beautiful scripture in Corinthians that talks about how he doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. And, and it just took me a long time to overcome the imposter syndrome. But I finally, you know, surrendered and said, well, okay, yes, let me, let me, let me write this. And it was a, quite the journey, June, because when I felt that little nudge, I would turn around like, who are you talking to? Like, like Dan- Danielle Steele or Nicholas Sparks is standing behind me because I'm not, I've always joked and said, I'm not a writer. So an encouragement to anybody that feels called and you're not a writer, you don't know, God will sit there with you as an author. And, um, I joke often that if anybody meets Jesus before I do, and he has Doritos on his white robe, that's me, Mabe, because uh, we he sat with me right next to me when I was eating all my snacks. And <laughs> well, Michelle doesn't realize she's on. She happens to be holding my book. Wow. So for our listeners, Michelle just popped on. Her audio is still not working well, but she's truly engrossed in an amazing book called God Sprinkles as Marlo continues to speak about God Sprinkles. I have to take a picture, but yes, I will continue to talk. But I, um, I, you know, that's that book, like there's a couple of stories in there that women write me about the most often. There's several, but the two are, um, are Wake Up and Stupid Girl. Stupid girl addresses mm. a lot of, you know, imposter syndrome. And, uh, but it was just, it was a, it was a, it was a journey of faith. Believe me. And there's many times where I'm like, this is dumb. I'm sitting at my writing table talking to my best friend who is uh, my editor also. And it was like, I, why am I doing this? This is dumb. I would call David and just be in tears. Like I, I, what am I can't, I can't get mm-hmm. through this. And it was a lot of fear. So, but it is a beautiful journey. I'm so thankful to have that book completed because it's, I want to just, just tell every person I meet, like every, they'll say something and it reminds me of one of the stories and you can't elaborate every story. So I'm very, mm-hmm. very, very, very thankful to be able to glorify God with that book and to have shared his stories. And the, the tagline is called the supernatural of God revealed in the natural of every day. And it's the sprinkles, mm. you know, the things we call the coinky dinks, the, oh my goodness, did that just happened? And I thought I was kind of like cuckoo for cocoa puffs when my faith journey started with Nemo in my garage. And I'm like, how can this be? And then I heard a pastor talking about the word providence and providence is all it's in a nutshell, the supernatural of God revealed in the natural of every day. So I knew they're, they're for real. They're for real. Well, it's been, it's, it's definitely touched my life. It's definitely touched uh, my family and friends who've had the opportunity to read it. So I think that's really awesome that, that you took um, this, you know, comedy when we talk about stand up comedy, but also the, you know, the ability to weave that into a devotional as well, you know, because I think a lot of times when we talk to, to people who started out in stand up comedy, we think that's the only way it can be used is on the stage, but it can be used in books. It can be used in just general conversation. 
yeah. every day with people when you make the the guy at the grocery store laugh. I did it the other day. I told um, Rhonda Corey, we, we like to mention Rhonda Colson Corey, uh, as wow. often as we can. But I told Michelle and Rhonda, I, I said, oh, I just left an open mic at 7 a.m. And they're like, what? And I was like, yeah, it was at um, the oil changing place over my Toyota Camry when something crazy was happening. And the people there were like, having a serious moment. And I did like five minutes of stand up. Now they didn't know I was doing material. Right. Yes. You're trying like, out, you're trying out some stuff or it just comes up. Right. And every day, that's why we hear a lot of comedians saying, you know, do you write your own comedy? People have asked them that. And we all say, no, we live our own comedy. Yes. Every, it's every, <laughs> a Rhonda Corey moment. <laughs> Michelle just put that on the screen. Yes. It was a Rhonda Corey Rhonda. moment on the last four podcast. Yes. We love Rhonda. He's another support too. She's yes, yes, mm -hmm. yes. I love my girls. I love my tribe. Mm -hmm. so I, I love that you said we don't write it, we live it. That's, I mean, that's right. Like, we, you know, we, we are, I, I think most of us are people watchers. We, yeah. um, we, a lot of us just love people and, and the quirks and the things that go on in our life. And we just, oh. we bank that. Now yeah. we, you know, we have a lot of people who are comedians, some people who are really just starting out. And I, one question that we ask is that, um, is there a piece of advice that it could be recent advice or something that someone gave you right out of the gate that you've kind of hung on to and has been a really helpful piece of information that was given to you along the comedy journey? Oh, gosh. Yes. Where do I begin? I think, the, well, the first, I've got two that stand out. One is when he called me and I was terrified and hanging up my phone on him. Um, I was just absolutely terrified because one of the, one of the, one of the uh, fears, because, you know, I'm on the coach side of what I do, I'm all about the, the triggers that then lead to, you know, us retreating. Uh, but the, one of the fears was speaking on stage. Kind of like I felt like Moses, you know, who stuttered. And I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. So, uh, but I was terrified and I was retreating for many years, not moving forward. And I remember a pastor was um, at church. He was talking to the whole group of us, you know, the whole the whole congregation. And he said, uh, if God's calling you to do something and you're fearful, get over yourself. It's not about you. It's about the people's lives that you can affect. And I did the, the buckwheat from the little rascals that look on my face was like, yes. Wow, that was beautiful and so impactful. And that that changed the trajectory for me because you know what? I'm also a recovering people pleaser. But in that moment, it was I was able to say in my soul, I, I this isn't for me. You know, I'm, I don't want to do this out of the idol of, um, you know, just being on a stage for me and right. about other people and helping their hearts in some way. And then the other thing is, um, what if I what if I bomb? And, you know, as a coach, I like to do the what ifs. They'll say, well, yeah, but what if? And I'll say, yeah, great. Let's put a value on that. What if? What mm -hmm. if? What if you do? What if you do? What if that's part of your story? What if that's part of your testimony? And yeah. anytime I've had, you know, if on stage, if we bomb or, you know, I've had times of speaking where I just completely locked up, I wouldn't be able to speak to aspiring speakers and comedians, if I didn't have that story in St. Louis, absolutely freezing, I wouldn't be able, there might be an audience member because we're there to serve yeah. with craft and glorify God. And if we, we choke on stage or we mess it up or we forget our line, you know what? There might be one person in that audience that is terrified and they see you make a mistake and you don't die in the moment right. that may inspire them. So those are my two. 
Yeah, that's you. You know what it makes me think of is like, I mean, I think about, okay, the disposition. If, because I've seen comedians who have frozen, they have, I mean, they literally ask the audience, what was I talking about? You know, like, and then see them after. Oh, Michelle, we're, Michelle's trying to poke me about my book. Michelle, we're gonna, we're gonna... Oh, I love her. You guys, I'm just taking pictures. I want to see that again, Michelle. That was so cute. <laughs> But, but you know that, like you said, that can be, uh, that's ridiculous. That can speak volumes to people of how you react in a moment that looks like failure. Yeah. And, and you're supposed to be a person of faith, right? That they're looking at it as a person of faith. And I've seen people um, just plow out the back door or be angry or have nothing to say to anybody. And, and there is a difference when you see somebody survive that and then still have this like positive spirit. When I was in middle school, I had this friend, Joe Lynn, and it was, they had just opened the middle school, right? We were the first class to get to go into the middle school. We were eighth graders. So we we're going to be running the school Yes, and we were cheerleaders and it was a real life pep rally at this middle school. And you know, when you're that age, everything is the biggest moment ever because uh -huh. it's the yes. first for everything, right? So they do this pep rally and they call out the girls basketball players and the boys basketball players and the girl cheerleaders. And then they call out the boy cheerleaders and they call us by name and it's got the hype music and all that. And we run out. And if, you know, if you were a tumbler, you did back handspring, whatever. Um, and I remember I came out and did a toe touch, you know, the big cheer thing. Here comes Jo Lynn and she is running wide open, has the pom poms in her hand. And decides to do a cartwheel. I don't. Oh my god! She, she wasn't a tumbler. She as soon as those pom poms hit the floor, she straight on Superman across the gym floor because yeah. you can't tumble with the pom poms still right. in your hand. <laughs> she didn't. <laughs> she didn't do the math on that one. Yeah, yeah. So I, it literally was oh, like I'm in a movie. At her, but I'm laughing. I'm putting myself in that situation. Going. Oh, oh no! Yeah. Everyone was You're laughing at her. It's school kids right you could hear the screech of her skin and her legs yeah. go oh my god well, inspired somebody to go okay i can i can do that and she's yeah like, i can be a cheerleader but here's what she did she hit the floor this eek, and everybody laughed and then got quiet and she jumped up started laughing hysterically yeah. went let's go raiders <laughs> and she ran off you know laughing what? at herself and i was yeah. like they wow. will never forget that performance more more than any other. They will remember that. You just told the story how many years later. See, and that's, I'm all about stories, our stories. They they shape us and they inspire others. So I love that story. Yes, yes, yes. So you guys show up and and no matter what, do the do the dismount like Mary Catherine Gallagher. <laughs> just yes, exactly. I love Mary Catherine Gallagher. You know, just full on, just stuck the landing. Her. Yeah. <laughs> and I want, yeah, that is such a good story, June. You know, I wanted to say too, with anybody that they have fear, like we're talking about, you're scared you're going to like, what, like, like, what if I mess up on stage? What if I, you know, and, and I, by the way, you, you guys mentioned barn 45 and I know that yes. I'll put the barn 45.org up there on Facebook, but I love being a part of that on Wednesdays. You, I just want to say you can join us Wednesdays at nine Eastern. We talk about the book of Genesis and it's just girlfriends having coffee, but right now we're studying Genesis. We're studying Abram. And I love what God said to Abram. And this is what an encouragement for comedians or people that are making their way. They're one of the imposter syndromes or one of the fears can be, oh my gosh, I have to make a name for myself. If I put myself out there and I don't have all these likes or followers or laughs or whatever it is right away, oh my gosh, I'm going to fail. And yeah. what, what God said to Abram is, 
I will make your name great. And when you do it with a, with a servant's heart, you're glorifying God in your craft. He will, if and when, make your name great. Maybe it makes your name great on a big stage. Maybe he just makes your name great. And the only way that that needed to show up in your life is just to yourself in the mirror, where you can look at yourself and be your authentic self and love yourself. He will make your name great, even if it's just to you. But he will make our name great. I think that's one of the other, I, I would put that, I would scoot that to the top of the advice. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about making your name great because then it's like the, in the Tower of Babel, that story, you know, they were trying, they're like, we will make a name for ourselves. And it wasn't yes. based on God. And so that, I love that. Just let him, let him craft the weave. Girl, you know, I'm all about a weave, a good weave. He will craft the weave and trust in him to make your name, whatever he wants it to be. <laughs> Michelle the mime. Michelle has popped in. She's looking in the mirror. She's seeing herself. She is famous to herself. She feels good about herself. She's kissing herself in the mirror, my friend. I love Mich- Michelle. I just love this. Yeah, for people who can't see, she's holding up. She popped in. She's holding up a mirror. You guys, my 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 trauma went to she was holding up a mirror. I thought she was maybe plucking a chin here because that would be me. Mm-hmm. I thought well, she's got that magnifying glass out, girl. <laughs> So even even in the delay, even in the delay, even in the frozen moments, Michelle can still come through and bring yes. some. Oh gosh, she is plucking a hair. Plucking, she's well, plucking the chin hairs. Yes, she. <laughs> I love that she actually had tweezers. Maybe she's no, pretending. Yeah, I, th- I I I I promise. If you probably if you said pogo stick, if you gave her long I, enough, she'd show up with a pogo stick. She has everything. Michelle is I, a woman who needs nothing. She has it all. <laughs> I want to raid the the prop shop over there at the Van Dusen house. Oh my she God. has everything. <laughs> Can you imagine though? She she's a new grandma. She has a grandbaby, a beautiful baby named Mia. And can you imagine what that's going to be like growing up with a grandma like Michelle and all the Hi. fun things that she has to play with? Like uh, all the Legos. Michelle loves Legos. She will be building Legos. Mm. Uh, uh, she sends me Nemo. Um, she sends me Nemo Legos, uh, pictures of them all the time. But you know what? Um, Michelle is proof that grandmas don't look like grandmas used to look. She's mm-hmm. so young and youthful and yes. Mm-hmm. Well, but she also just <laughs> wagged her fingers. So she's also proof that just because you're my grandbaby doesn't mean you get to play with my toys because she, <laughs> has, she has her own toys that the babies That's are right. not going to be able to That's touch, right. which is going to be torture. It's going to be imposter syndrome. Yes. Those toys are imposters to those babies. They're not really toys. Those are Nana's toys. And what would John Chris say if you were on here? Check your heart. Check your heart. I think so. I think so. Well, Marlo, we want to tell people where they can find you. And Michelle is now scrolling that at the bottom for us. And you guys definitely got to check out Marlo Rutz. You can find her at MarloRutz.com on YouTube. It's Marlo Rutz. On Facebook, you can find her at Reveal to Heal. I got it. It's Southern accent. Heal, H-E-A-L. Reveal to Heal with Marlo Rutz. And on Instagram, she is Marlo Rutz. And Rutz is R-U-T-Z. Marlo, R-U-T-Z. Rutz. And guys, for sure. Now, where can they get your book, God Sprinkles? Where can they? Um, Yeah. Where is that? Aww, available? Thank you for asking. On Amazon. Amazon. They will send it right to you. Yes. And uh I, I appreciate that. I, I really appreciate you asking. Yeah. I love that. Like, I love that on Amazon, you can send it to someone else's location. Like I've just recently started doing that, which is 
because uh, my husband were always, I would be like, order this from Amazon, but I'm, I've been able to, to get the book and then just ship it to a cousin or to a friend. And so that's super cool. You know, one of those things that you can do. So there it is. God sprinkles. You see Marlo on the cover of it with a little cupcake with the sprinkles going up into the air. I absolutely love the cover of this book. Oh my it's, gosh. It's fun and it's beautiful. You look gorgeous on it. And I really highly, highly, highly recommend, even if you go on Amazon, you'll see probably, I'm pretty sure I gave it to a, a five-star review. You so yes. yeah. And if anybody reads it, it is so nice. It, it really does bless my heart when people leave reviews and it blesses other people too. Cause I don't buy anything without reading the reviews. That's why I have a relationship with my uh, onion chopper. That's because of all the great reviews. I just want to say about that cover, June, um, that, so if, when you read the book, there's a chapter, which is where I am right now in the cubby hole in our basement. And right over here is the stage. And that cover was shot on the stage. Our daughter Morgan shot that cover for me. She shot that picture. So it's, it's really extra special that it was, uh, the picture was taken right here in the cubby hole with a, with a cupcake from a local bakery. <laughs> yes. And listen, folks, uh, we, we, you know, we're running, we're about to the end of the interview, but you can read all about the cubby hole and how Marlo actually created a comedy club in her basement that has now become something that was dual purpose. What started out as a comedy club, God has been able to use in multiple different directions. Mm -hmm. And, um, and there's amazing stories about, you can see if you're watching the interview, you can see in the back, the cubby hole sign that she has, there's a story for everything. That's what's amazing about being a story having a storyteller friend there's a story for everything there's a story about that sign and um you will be absolutely absolutely blessed by uh marlo's book god sprinkles marlo we are so happy that you were on here with us today technical difficulties and all we know that you understand you've been there you've done that you do this thing on a platform as well and um it it, it is what it is but we made it happen. And Michelle still is the best co-host, even when she couldn't speak with us today. Still the best co-host ever, ever. And she says, what's yeah. that? Thanks for listening. Okay. Listen, you know, she's a true comedian where you can make people laugh and you don't even open your mouth. She makes me laugh just watching all the things she's doing and how she's doing it. So <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah. So this will be an episode that definitely need to listen to and to watch. And where can they watch it? I will tell you. If you would like to watch the Laugh Support podcast, you can find us on Vimeo. You can find us on the Creative Motion Network on Roku TV and, of course, on YouTube. And you can also listen to the Laugh Support podcast anywhere that you find your podcast on all major platforms, my friends. So definitely go out. And if you want to see Michelle Van Dusen's comedy, well, you got to find her. You got to find her on um, michellescomedy.com. You can find me at junecolsoncomedy.com. And of course, we're on Instagram and Facebook and all of those other platforms. Well, Marlo, that's going to be it for this episode. I we're going to go ahead and honor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, girls. I love you. Love you. Love you. <laughs> yes, and we're going to go ahead and close out again one more time. God sprinkles on Amazon. Y'all go get it and then shoot me a message. Tell me how much it blessed you and I'll share it with Marlo too. All right. We love you guys. That's it for this episode of the Laugh Support Podcast. As always, Jesus and Junebug loves you. And really, if Michelle could speak, she would give you that tagline that I tried to, to get her to do all season last season. What would Michelle say? Jesus and Junebug loves you. And Michelle would say, Lil Michelle and the Messiah want you to take it higher. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Bye, y'all.